When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Carlos Correa news that broke today. Jeff Passan saying that Correa has finally agreed to a contract or at least another contract, but it's not with the Mets. It is with his previous team, the Minnesota Twins. Passan reporting that they're finalizing a six-year, $200 million deal that it has a vesting option that can reach, it can max out at $270 million. And, of course, the most important line in the entire report, it is pending a physical. Those were the, uh, of course, words that affected two previous deals that Correa had. First with the San Francisco Giants, second with the New York Mets, and now with Minnesota. Now, Bob Nightingale of USA Today is saying the Mets did give a final proposal to Correa. It was a guaranteed six-year deal, which is the same thing that he agreed with Minnesota, but for less, $157.5 million, but it would have paid him $210 million over eight years and three hundred fifteen over 12, which I believe was the original deal, but that's all non-guaranteed. So the only guaranteed part was six and 157 and a half. So he takes six two hundred instead of six one seventy one fifty seven five to stay in Minnesota rather than play in New York. And Bart, I got to question that one. Yeah, I got to seriously question that decision. You have to. I mean, doesn't make sense, right? Especially if you want to play meaningful baseball. It's not like it's this is first contract. You know, he's made money before, and the money's the same. And then you know, playing with your best friend, it, it must be some type of weird principle that he had because he if that was the case he, he went in a full circle he started with minnesota and let's see let's see what happens if if the third time's a charm on passing the physical because i can remember you know samari roll you know who came in and played for us you know and he went opposite chris McAllister and, and formed a great duel mm-hmm. kansas city wouldn't pass him on his physical and we decided to so i wonder what is it that the giants and the Mets are saying potentially that the Twins are willing to accept. That's the part I think the, the Twins have to know more about this player because they just spent a year with them, right? That's what they've got to know. But, all right, look, it looks like the Mets are out. That's basically the bottom line. It looks like they're out. Now, pending a physical is always the key words here when it comes to Carlos Correa. <laughs> hey, is that so, last so we'll offer see. still available? Is that last <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey. But Don't we'll, spin we'll, it, did you? We'll see. But, you know, for now, the Mets certainly are, are out on that. And now, so they have to now move forward. And we'll do that at 800-919-3776. And Kevin in Queens wants to talk about it. What's up, Kev? What's going on, guys? Thanks for taking the call. You got it. Um, Hannah, I disagree with you a little bit. Um, I called it before, called in, and you said, well, um, you know, you had to break down the roster to the Mets fans. You know, it's a problem, but... Listen, I, I think it's a loss. Clearly, it's a loss for the Mets. We don't have him, and um, we needed him. I don't think he was the main target, obviously, when the offseason started. Um, but the fact that we had him, 
um, you know, I think, and we don't now, um, is a loss. Offensively, we're bringing back the same team, except for this catcher that we got. We traded McCann. Um, we needed this guy. Um, now, I don't know how the offseason would have went. Obviously, it's you know still not over mm-hmm. if we if we never even had a chance to say he still signed with the Giants. But I disagree with you, Han. I think I think offensively is we can't bring back the same team. <clears throat> but but Sorry, what's but, yeah, Correa would have Correa would have been your two hole guy probably right? Like is that what you're, you're figuring right ahead of Lindor? I mean, obviously yeah, Alonzo. I, I think yeah yeah you, interchangeably two three. You know, I think Alonzo's four. Um, yeah, but I think I think he just would have brought a different dynamic. Um, maybe relax Lindor. I think Lindor's I think Lindor is really inconsistent is not consistent enough for us. I like him a lot. He had a way better second year. Um offensively, defensively is always gonna be there. The offense to me is like even even Chavez said it. He said, Listen, the one thing he wants to see from Lindor is consistency, right? Um I think I read an article like he's never had a season in between like eight hundred and eight fifty OPS. It's either one or the other. Um, that's a lot of money we're paying for him. I think it's going to work out. But I think having Correa here, I could, I compare it like this. Like, Judge, I don't think we need a judge, right? And I think rightfully so, we didn't go after him. Correa's a different story, man. I think I think we would have different. He brings that swagger. He has a winning pedigree. Aside from the pitchers, Scherzer and Verlander, we really don't have anybody who's like, you know, swag. Who, who's been through like the trenches and, and, yeah. and deep, deep. Everybody else is homegrown, which I love. Listen, maybe uh-huh. this gives Baby a try. We don't trade Mauricio, who I think is a gem. I think Mauricio, this kid, is really starting to prove himself in the in the minors. But I don't know, man. It feels kind of like a drag. They talked about it for three weeks, and now we have nothing. Well, that's the part like- of it, right? Yeah, it's the excitement of what could have been to now, like, okay, it's not going to happen. And there's that disappointment. But you also don't want to get stuck in a contract where a guy is, you know, the the, the- the plate exactly. gives gives way at some point. Now you're looking back thinking oh, definitely. there's a regret there. Now, if you win a championship definitely. between now and then, I'd still say it's worth it. But 13 years fully guaranteed or 12 years fully guaranteed? You know, that, one, one last thing, guys. One, la- one last thing move. if I could. One last thing. I just I, I did the numbers real quick on the contract, right? Yeah. So six years, 157 and a half yep. would have, is like 26, 26 and a quarter. Uh-huh. That's what we probably – that's what he would have gotten with the twelve with, with the year that we were giving him. He goes to Minnesota for thirty three and thirty three and change, which right. is a lot more. That's that's I a would be thing. Really interested if they have some creativity in that contract. I think he I think he has an opt out after the first year. Um, Boris has lauded the Twins for being creative with these contracts. I don't I can't see something where they don't have at least two or three buyouts where one of them belongs to the Twins or there's some insurance thing. But I wouldn't be surprised if this guy hits a free agent market after this year. Thanks, guys. <laughs> It'd be amazing, Kevin, wouldn't it? You know, that's just I, I don't know. Like I said, sure, you want the average, the annual to look good, right? The thirty three. That that's just yeah. all that, it's not, that it's all for looks. It's yeah, it's not how much you get paid, it's how often you get paid of as course. the market always continues. So you want to be able to get in and out of contracts. You don't want to sign some thirteen year deal that has you locked in and then you look up five years from now the market has exploded after a tiny gets his money and somebody else comes up and gets right. paid behind it. You know, so it's one of those things, though. You don't want to be left with pie on your face, though, right, with egg on your face if you're the Mets. You had a deal that you were willing, an amount of risk that you were willing to accept, and, you know, the Giants had that same, you know, type of uh, amount that they're willing to accept, and, you know, the Twins found a deal that works for them and makes them feel good about what his, where his ankle is. They know him better than anybody because he was just there. It is something that, again, like I, it, it – it, it's a saga that just has gone on throughout this whole offseason for baseball off this one player, and now it's a third team, but they're the team that he left. You'd think they'd know him the best. 
it seems like that would be the logical place for him to finish then, and we won't have to hear about this again. But you never know. So if you are a Mets fan and you're kind of hoping for something, what you're hoping for is the Twins to have a second thought about it and say, you know what, no. And then he turns back to the Mets and takes whatever that, that smaller deal was with the Mets. So I would say it's 99% done, but it's never 100. Not with this guy. No question about it. All right, it's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Bart, let's just get into get into the Jets here because the GM did speak yesterday, and Joe Douglas had some things to say about his team. And, you know, to me, it's important to hear from the general manager. He was on the Michael K. Show. And just his thoughts on where the Jets are right now after a promising yet disappointing season, right? Is it fair to put it that way? Can I call yes. it a promising, but yet it ended in disappointment? I could have those two emotions in the same place, can't I? Yep. Thanks. Good elaboration. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I wanted you to get to the call so we can analyze what he said. Okay. Well, let's begin. Joe Douglas talking about the quarterback situation, which, of course, is what everybody's talking about. If you go back and think, I'm not sure other <laughs> things we could have done better, just in terms of helping Zach, I'm sure. But I know you guys talked to Robert, and I'm going to echo a lot of what Robert said. I mean, obviously, we know the talent that Zach is. It hasn't blossomed to his potential yet. We're not giving up on his development. We're going to have a big conversation moving forward. And when we talk about improving the team, it's the offense, the every single position room, and, and you know how we can upgrade this team moving Moving forward, just the, the entire team, and uh, I think when you when you talk about the last few weeks that we've had, you can't pin it just on one person. So I think it's like I said, you have to have some difficult conversations about how we got here and, and build a plan accordingly. I get what he's saying, Bart. You can't pin it on one person, but, but it sure felt like but you can. You know what I mean? Like it felt like it did start with that one person. I don't think that's crazy to say. I think they're trying to protect him from feeling like it's all your fault. Yeah. Like they want to they want to they want to make sure that narrative doesn't take over too much. But it, it really did emanate from the quarterback position and it's and the struggles at that position. No, absolutely did, right? And it's the inconsistency at the position. We talk about if you had to go through roster for roster, you probably would say that, you know, the Giants don't have as good of a roster as the Jets. Right, when you talk about Elijah Moore, them not having Kadarius Tony with what Garrett Wilson is and what he represents. You know, I know Brees Hall was hurt, but you know, talking about defensively, you know, you know what, you know, having the lockdown corners, the secondary is better, right? You can say that the 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 um you can say that the the, the D line is equal to each other because you know, mm-hmm. you know, Leonard Williams, Thibodeau, uh, Dexter Lawrence, that's you know, but but you know, the reason why the Giants always had a chance and always have a chance is because they had consistency at the position. And Daniel Jones was able to, you know, be successful, fail, get coached up, learn from his mistakes. And now they, are, now they know how to play and how they have to win, you know, with Daniel Jones. The Jets never had that. You had uh, Mike White. You call a game different from Mike White than you do from Joe Flacco. And you call a game differently from, you know, more athletic, out-of-the-box, boots, waggles, throwbacks for Zach that's inconsistency for everybody else. The line has to figure out how to how to block for that. When depending on who's behind center, the, the the routes and 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 the depth of routes and coming out of your breaks, all that makes a difference. You know, having consistency at the quarterback position is always key, and it's the common theme for every team that's successful. Why did why the Baltimore Ravens aren't where they supposed to be and probably don't have a divisional title? Because their quarterback was in and out of the lineup. Not mm-hmm. only did they have Trevor Taylor, Taylor Huntley. They also had the other kid, Brown, you know what I'm saying, from, from Oregon. 
and they lost all five of those games. Mm-hmm. What a co- what's, what's a coinky dink? Yeah, right, exactly. So sometimes it is really about that position. I thought this was, again, this is uh, Joe Douglas to Jess GM on the Michael K Show. I thought that this was a great question to ask. because it, And it, it's not an easy one for Joe to answer, but still, it's a good one. If he wasn't such a high draft pick, like number two overall, would you cut him? It doesn't matter if you're a first-round pick or a seventh-round pick. You know, we want to see a player's development through, and we don't want to make knee-jerk reactions after one or two years. Um, you know, I know Robert talks about it. I believe it as well. You want to give you want to give these guys time to develop. You know, Coach talks about three years a lot, and I and I agree with them. And you know, a lot of these young men that come in the league, they don't all develop at the same rate. You know, I think you've seen some rookies come in right away and light the world on fire. You've seen some guys take a long time. You know, sometimes they end up taking longer than their their rookie contract. So, uh, but we're going to do everything in our power to help Zach reach his potential right here. So they sound like I mean he's making it pretty well, clear. Well, it sounds like it's three years, right? So three years very is his mark. Yeah, yeah. But they said three years, and listen, I agree with that. You can't give up on anybody after two years. I mean, come on, man. What what if what if uh, Golden State would have given up uh, on 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 Steph Curry after two years? What if people would have got tired of Joel Embiid and his inconsistency? Like Joel Embiid is basically Makai Becton. Yeah, getting you know hurt a saying? lot. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, and not, not in and now he, shape, got hurt and, a lot. And yep. now he now he figured it out. Yeah. And I guarantee you, the 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 Sixers are happy that they kept Joel and Bede mm-hmm. and didn't say, Trust you know what, Let, let's get rid of him, right? right. Because that's what Makai Becton is right now. He's Joel and Bede. Okay, that's not it's not a bad parallel when you look at it that way. Um, and another quarterback question that was asked to Joe Douglas was actually, you know, another one too that I, I like this question a lot. It's how comfortable are you going into next season without a veteran court? We're going to get together. We're going to we're going to put our plan together. Obviously, that room is going to be a topic, and how we and how we uh, handle the offseason moving forward. Look, there's there's going to be a lot of different avenues to address that in that room. We have two quarterbacks that are going to be unrestricted free agents, and Joe and Mike. And so we have some decisions to make. And I can tell you, whatever decision we make, it's going to be in the best interest of this team and this organization. But again, we're we're in the infant stages of putting that offseason plan together. But we are going to explore every possible avenue to upgrade this entire team. That's what I like about Joe Douglas. He gets how to talk like a GM. Yeah. He didn't say anything there. He nothing said nothing. Burger. Nothing burger. He's he. What he said but was. But you can't answer him twice. You can't no, ask him I, twice. But this is this is what I again, and I would tell him this. This is what I like about him is he gets it. There's no answer right now. It's a good question to ask, but there's like the, what answer is he giving? Uh, no, I wouldn't be comfortable. We don't have a veteran. Well, now you just painted yourself into a corner that you have to get somebody, which you already know in the back of your mind. I intend to, but I'm not saying it. Because it already sets now parameters of things that I have to do because that's not what you said. So instead he goes, whatever decision we make will be in the best interest of this organization. Yeah, of course. That's generally what you're supposed to do. Like yeah, that's the be, job. It won't, it won't be in the worst interest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, but he had to answer a question. Yep. And he couldn't just say, I'm not going to talk about that right now or I don't know. Instead, the he artist- just – Gives yeah. you an answer as if he's got a plan, and when you listen to what he says, you're like, he didn't say anything. The, but art, of, the yeah. art of speaking without saying nothing. Exactly. Learned that from Ozzie Newsom. No, I, I, again, yes, he did. Joe Douglas certainly did. I, that, that answer is not one I love, but I love how he handled it. He don't one care what thing. you're thinking about. He's just trying to, he just trying to fulfill <laughs> oh, his obligations to the media. But that's fine. He's got a I'll plan. You he's guys. got a big-ass board sitting yep. there with all these names and free agents and possibilities and equations and 
priority one, priority two, priority three, priority four. <laughs> yeah. What happens if we get this guy? Yep. What happens to the other players? What happens if we get this guy? And I want to know that you're else. prepared. And I, I imagine he, he is prepared. That's right. And now, can, now here's, as I asked you yesterday, when do we get to a point where there's no more who? The Jets? Like, like when do we get to a point the, this is where the you can talk to free agents and they're like, no, I'm, I'm serious about it. I'll go there. It's this year. You think it's this year? You think that they have finally gotten over the it took, but it's it, the Jets. It took two, in quotes. It took Remember two, Kirk Cousins? Look, Kirk Cousins wouldn't sign here. He yep, did everything Anthony he Barr, could. Anthony Barr. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins was doing everything he could to get someone else to give him a better offer than the Jets. Yeah. Anybody but the Jets. I think we're there now. Now when you when you look at it, they've had two outstanding free agencies and draft picks Uh they got rid of almost everybody that was here from the previous regime is almost gone right and only a couple stayed so you get you have this team you flip the roster and this roster is young but now this this roster is young with experience now depth now they just have to stay healthy i mean i'm putting a lot of pressure on the training staff to make sure that guys off-season programs are built to make them be able to sustain the rigors of a nfl season I don't need no MCLs. I don't need no Fra- no Liz Franks. I don't need anything that's coming up, hamstrings, nothing. I need my guys healthy, and we got to start doing it with a good plan to teach them how to be able to last. Anybody can get big, strong, and fast. How can you get durable? That is a durable. skill as well. The greatest yeah. skill you could have, durability. And, and that's with pliability, flexibility, and elasticity. Right? It ain't about how much you can put up. It's about how can you bend. Because guess what? You ain't never running straight up in a football game. You're running straight up, you're going to get hit in the chest. Or you're going to get hit in the chin, and it's going to be night-night. You have to be able to understand how to bend and have power with somebody leaning on your back and be able to load that front leg, that inside leg, and yet still be able to dig with the outside leg. This is right. about core, pliability, flexibility. Guys who aren't flexible, pull stuff. All the damn time. That's why track guys don't, for the most part, outside the receiver position, don't play football. <laughs> One more thing from Joe Douglas from the Michael K. Show yesterday, and, and that is uh, obviously the the obligatory owner question. Because as some of the reports suggested, and you said it yesterday too, Woody Johnson was livid after their performance in Seattle. Embarrassed, you would say. And yeah, then after the be. season finale in Miami, he was there on the trip and left the field, didn't watch the end of the game, which if you remember how that game ended, who the hell would want to watch that? 6-9. And then, no, no, you know what I'm talking about, the whole mm-hmm. you know, just hook and ladder, throw it around craziness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it ended up in a safety. Um, then he walks into the tunnel, waits by the locker room, and every player that walked by had to look him in the eye. No, he always And he did that. not speak to the media. He said, I'll talk when it's time, but it wasn't time. So, Joe Douglas was asked by the guys about the involvement of the owner. We're all unhappy about how the season played out, and we're all competitive. Woody's very competitive. No one wants to win more than Woody. But I think at the same time, he's given us a lot of support, and this past off season, we went out and we made a lot of moves in free agency. Uh, he supported us through those decisions. And so, I feel like he's been very supportive of both me and Robert. And we need to finish, like Robert said. We need to, we need to finish, finish games and finish the season. And learning how to finish is a skill. And I think they knew how to start and get out fast, but what these young players didn't know is how long an NFL season is. Mm. A lot of players that they depend on were coming out of college. They didn't know how long the season was. Even though Garrett Wilson and, and Sauce didn't seem like they wore down, 
We should talk about the Max Mitchells, right? Body starts to break down when you're playing longer, right? We just watched the finale of the, of the uh, playoffs. How many games do those guys play? 10, 11, maybe 12 before they, and, and most of them go home? Like you playing a real 24 games. If you you playing three in a preseason, 17 regular season, 18 weeks. That's 20 games. That's damn near double before you even get in the playoffs. You have to learn how to finish. And not only that, you got to learn how to be strong when everybody else is getting weak. Mm-hmm. And that comes with understanding the experience and making sure that you invest heavily in your body. I had an ART guy. I had a uh, massage therapist. I had an acupuncturist, and I had a hyperbaric chamber that I slept in. How was that? Do you like uh, that, or did you, did you enjoy that hyperbaric chamber? Yeah, I used to smoke weed in it. No, I'm just playing. I don't smoke <laughs> weed. I'm just playing. But I, I, I know people smoke in it. But, um, yeah. I, um, I, I you slept get extra in high if you smoke in a hyperbaric I never sm- chamber? I never, sm- I never smoke in it. I just play. Because so it, no, it, 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 forces white, it forces oxygen into your blood. So, like, an hour, right. two hours there is equivalent to maybe, like, uh, eight hours sleep. Mm-hmm. But now they got the cryo uh, chambers and all yep. that stuff. But I still like the um, – Cryotherapy. I still like I still I still like the uh, hyperbaric chambers. Investing your money cost me fifty grand. Right, but it's but that's, that's your. You got to spend money on your, your body. business. Yeah, you know that's your business. Yeah. And for everybody out there, you know, I only missed one game in my career, and that's because I chose to. And so, for these young players, it's stuff that they have to learn, and that's something you you. They so weak. See. They so weak because practice is easy, camp is easy, so you don't build up that that big. Callus. Right. You got to build up a callus. So when they start getting chipped away on because stuff was so easy to get there, they ain't got much there. So you get there, you're already to the skin. You start bleeding, leaking oil. 800-919-3776. Felix in the Bronx. What's up, Felix? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up? Um, I just want to talk about that. I, I want to talk about that, that, you know, the quarterback. I, I, I called it earlier, and I said they should have left him – you know, develop because he he just came out of college, and and we should go out there and and get a real quarterback. I think so I think goes, that's the plan. I yeah, think that's Felix, the plan. Yeah, I think they the thought I think they thought he was ready, right? And it's kind of funny because we opened up the show talking about you know Georgia's dominance, mm-hmm. but you know. Uh, you know, you, it's a funny meme out there where you can go that Stetson Bennett is older than Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, crazy. Uh, Justin Herbert, yes. Justin Fields. Yes. Like, he's old as hell, right? And, <laughs> but those guys are able, like guys like Joe Burrow, are able to translate because they played four years in college. And it doesn't really matter all the time, the level. It's just making the throws, getting experience. And, and Zach really didn't get the experience. You know, same thing as Trey Lance in the COVID year made it weird and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like, he comes out here. Now he has all this pressure and he's expected to perform, but he hasn't had the experience. He hasn't had the throws. But what made Patrick Mahomes ready? To, Patrick Mahomes played forever in college. It's it's also my argument. Thank you for the call, Felix. It's also been my argument about a lot of these draft picks, that, that, that quarterback draft picks in the top five, not all of them have to play right away. Right. And that is just the most maddening thing when – when you draft a quarterback and everybody's like, well, he's got to play. It depends on your Why level. did you draft him? He's got to play. No, he doesn't got to play. Right. It he eventually on- does have to get on the field, but it could be midway through the season like they did with Eli Manning. It could yeah. be the second year like they did with Patrick Mahomes. You can do that. You can have a gap year where you go, we got to get him in our system. We got to get him used to preparing for a right. game. We got to take him along slowly. So when he and is it- ready and has command – 
then we can start developing. But we can't do that until he understands how things work here. And understand why you're picking high. Unless, unless, yeah, unless, you unless, unless, unless you're uh, like the Eagles or Detroit, you're picking high because you suck. Yeah. Right? So that means that you don't have an environment that can, can cultivate and develop a young quarterback. Right. Right? Most of these places, you know, every once in a while when you see teams that pick a young quarterback and they play well – it's because they had like an extra pick from the year before, and they translated over. They they moved down and yeah, they got an extra pick. Yeah, right, like like teams that that have picks from two years ago that now is yes, theirs. It's somebody else's pick, or whatever. that's what I'm saying. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Right now, Bart, is the time of the show where we step aside. Hello? Yeah. You Can you hear me? You can't Watch hear me. Hand, bro. No, you didn't. I hear you perfectly fine. He's got problems. You hear me? We all, hear we all hear him. We all hear him. We all hear Bart. He does not hear me, which is a problem. What happened, man? Like this second I, time, man. Yeah, you got to stop hitting. Like you're kicking buttons under the desk. I ain't something. moved. What's up with NYC don't, B2? Don't. That link ain't going on, son. It ain't hitting right. It's hitting right now, and that's all that matters. Okay. So we play, we play our game now on every Tuesday. So the rules of this game are very simple. Bart is a linebacker. He either calls for a blitz, which means he's attacking it, or he calls for prevent, which means we're backing off. He never, ever prevents. But right now, let's play a little blitz or prevent. This is blitz or prevent. All right, Bart Scott. You started the show off with this because it frustrated you so much, so let's get to it. After watching TCU get boat raced by Georgia in the national yeah. championship last night. Yep. Never mind TCU. Michigan was the bigger 
playoff fraud. Remember, TCU beat them. Oh, I don't know if there's a fraud. There's some, fraud. There's fraud some... alert. Ooh. Overrated. Michigan? Man, even Ohio I mean, Ohio State put up a fight against Georgia. Hold up, man. Hold up. Like, listen, that was a good game, man. Like, fraud. it was some it, it was some iffy calls alert. in that game. It was some iffy calls in that game. And remember, Michigan was playing without uh, Blake Cor- uh, Corum, who was uh-huh. their best uh, tailback. Mm-hmm. But also, they should. There's no excuse for them to lose to TCU. You know what I mean? They had an opportunity. Remember who beat Ohio State? Let's let's keep it real now. Oh, we're gonna keep it real. But All right, yeah. let's do it this way then. Does TCU's performance in this championship game, and even Cincinnati last year? Does it give you this feeling that maybe playoff expansion is not really the best idea because some teams don't really belong? It does. Level. It does. But if Alabama would have got in, I think we would have said, okay, they would have did a better job in representing. And maybe if USC got in. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes these teams like Cincinnati, like TCU, the right. brands, we thought we can count on them, but we really couldn't because they're just good enough to upset somebody. But they ain't, they ain't good enough to win the whole damn thing. And it wasn't even close. And it's two years in a row where you think about these. You know, next year it'll be Baylor or, or, or to be Central Florida. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when they okay. undefeat, and when they undefeated, so if we, I if say we don't put their the ass pool, in. More of the elites make it, and then it's not as much of a problem to have all of a sudden a TCU yeah. or, a, or a, yeah. a Cincinnati suddenly show up in a, in a big game like that. All right, that was a waste of time last night, but let's not waste your time on Blitzer Prevent. We continue. All right, Bart, how about this one? Blitzer Prevent. The Nets are more equipped to survive a month-long KD absence this year than they were last year. Oh, blitz that. Come on, son. Have you seen Uncle Drew? Uncle Drew's the leading wolf getter for the for the for, for point guard, man. Right. He got this team together, and they do have a lot more support when you think about Royce, Royce O'Neal. Yes. The ability to kind of still play defense. Ben Simmons may not contribute as far as points, but he's still getting rebounds. He's playing good defense, mm-hmm. and he's facilitating the basketball. I, and you think about the outside, you still got Patty Mills. You got guys that can put up points. It won't be easy, but I don't think they fall off the cliff like they did last year. They may still, you know, find themselves maybe – you know, they're second. They might find themselves, you know, fourth. But then they'll still be close enough to be able to swim back to the top when KD comes back in 30 days or less. Now, remember, last year they just went into the absolute tank when they lost him. But this year with Jacques Vaughn, you could see that Kyrie's a lot more bought in to him as a coach than he was Steve Nash. So, yeah, I agree with you, but I do think they are equipped to at least survive this. But – you can't replace KD. I mean, that's a lot of production that you are and attention and great that you defense, are missing too. right now. So he's going to be out for at least a month, according to Walsh. We continue on Blitzer Prevent. I want you to listen to, of course, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. No, just uh, I don't even want to. He said no. Here's why. He was asked on his weekly radio appearance about Mike McCarthy's job and security. And if losing this game could impact a decision on whether to keep him or not. Remember, after back-to-back 12-win seasons. No. Just, uh, I don't even want to. uh, No. Uh, (laughs) That's it. I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but uh, uh, we're not seeing any. We're not uh, basing. I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. Oh, really? Oh, wait, because wait. So, Blitz or Prevent? So, oh, Blitz or Prevent? Blitz! Jerry I don't Jones blitz everything, but I'm blitzing this. isn't lying when he says Mike McCarthy's job is safe. 
man, he lying through his damn teeth. We know the <laughs> elephant in the room is Sean Payton is out there. We know the fact that even Kellen Moore could be elevated or Dan Quinn, who's decided to stay on because Dan Quinn is going to be in all these uh, head coaching rumors for these new um, places to yet. go. Right? He No, listen, this offseason he will be. Okay. They'll, 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 he'll get some looks at some, yeah. at some opportunities, right? Last year he went out there, he decided not to take some. But if they lose, remember what the mandate was before the season started. Jerry Jones didn't say make the playoffs. Right. Jerry Jones was talking about winning the division, which they didn't. Nope. They're a fifth seed. So if they lose, he said the mandate was deep run in the playoffs. I don't know if my math is correct, but deep in the playoffs ain't losing during the wild card, correct? I'd like to see a deep run in the playoffs. Okay, so exactly. So, yeah, he, 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 he hitting us with the pump fake. He don't want to put that out there in the earth, Ricky Bob, because he's nervous, and he should mm, be. Interesting. You know, it's been a long time since the Cowboys had a coach that had back-to-back 12-win seasons. He, he has done that. Was it Jason Garrett? I mean, no. Jason Garrett was 8-8, eight and eight, like, just put it in pen, 8-8. Eight 8-8, and, eight. Eight and, eight, and a whole lot of applause. Wade All Phillips. Right. Last but not least... And Blitzer Prevent, <laughs> this is something that you brought up, and now it's becoming a thing. Oh. So I want you to hear from your good friend, Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, I believe this is from yesterday, right, guys? From ESPN, ESPN Radio, one of the network shows. I would trade Justin Fields for a one and a three to at least a dozen teams. Seattle, New Orleans, Carolina, New York Jets. There's a lot of different teams that need a quarterback. And then what I would do is I would draft Bryce Young, and here's why. I would then reset the quarterback clock on a rookie contract, and let's look at Jacksonville. They have Trevor Lawrence. They go out and get Evan Ingram. They go get Brandon Scherf, Olokan, Christian Kirk. And now they're in the playoffs. So if I could go get four starters in free agency, a one and a three, and get a player, in my opinion, and Bryce Young, who's a better quarterback than Justin Fields, and I could get six additional players, I'm making that move. All right, Bart. First of all, he's clearly listening to you. Or yeah, you first of all, that's plagiarism because he said on that platform, so people are going to take it that he said it first. Yeah. All right. Jesus Christ. So Blitzer Prevent, I'm going to make this statement. Justin Fields to the Jets should not be allowed to breathe. Justin Fields to the Jets should get done if it's possible. You have to check that. If it gets done, the Jets will win the division next year. You must be out of your mind. You must be out of your mind. Brees Hall and Kareem Hunt. Is Josh Allen getting traded or is he retiring? No, but who rushed who rushed for more yards? Justin Fields or Josh Allen? Sorry, they went to they games. went they went they went to the wire with Josh. They beat Josh Allen this once. What you do to me? You make me hate on players that I don't hate. Hold on, we went, we beat Josh Allen. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we beat jo- we, we be, we beat Pilot Blue Francais. I am from Detroit. You are from Detroit. So, they beat Josh Allen this year with with who? Without Vera Tucker and without Brees Hall. Yeah. And they took him to the wire the second time. So uh-huh. you don't think if you put a guy that's talented and mobile like a Justin Fields? Come on, man. Come on, son. Go ahead and make Who? the deal. I just, yes. You think I said it because I was playing games? I was dead-ass serious when I said that. You ain't going to be able to get Lamar Jackson. So go get somebody that can play like him and that's going to hold that backside defensive end in the back like Justin Fields. Listen, Justin Fields is the same quarterback as Jalen Hurts. Now support him like it. Hmm. Same guy. Same guy. Maybe even a little bit better passer. 
same pedigree, right. same leadership. Remember, this is the guy who got the Big Ten to to sit up yep. and, 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 and play. Yeah, I know. He's a leader. All right. So I because I can't buy into this, I don't want this to get any breath because I feel like this will turn into an avalanche of conversation that will result in nothing. I need to ask the people. So as we close up Blitzer Prevent, 800-919-3776. If the Jets have the opportunity, and what did, what did Mike T say? He said uh, his the first pick, which is 13, and a third. Yeah, You said a first nothing. and a fourth. That if the nothing. Jets have the opportunity to trade for Justin Fields, would you do it? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. I, I didn't ask you. You sound like Animal from Muppets. That's, right. <laughs> that's, all, all, that's me on the drums. Yeah, I bet it is. You can't name the band. Uh, Metallica. It's ninety grunge. No. Oh yeah, I like I like this type They're of from thing. From Seattle, uh, two members of the band are no longer with us. Kurt Cobain. One Cobain? member of the band went on to have another great band. Is it Kurt Cobain? Well, that's the lead singer. Yes, it yeah. was Kurt. So Cobain. listen, if I give you Kurt Cobain, I mean, there we go. Nope. I, no, I, I no, that's not good enough. Because if you did that to me, and I, could I, just I listen, like to, I listen, to, say, I listen, I listen to White Ish on uh, Wednesdays. I, <laughs> I listen to Peter Reinberg on White Ish Wednesdays. The battles that him and his boy be having, <laughs> Wait, and they talk about these. Did they, you just they, put Peter Rosenberg and Dave Rothenberg into one person? Oh, Rosenberg. <laughs> Peter Rosenberg, Rothenberg. Peter Rothenberg. <laughs> no, he has White Ish Wednesdays with uh, with uh, with yeah. Ebro. Yeah, and, and I always, always listen to it, man. Well, that's going to be – I think that will be a segment when we get to do but I should listen seven to the gout. Yeah, I should I'm listen gonna do, to this all the time. Do, we'll, yeah, we'll do white out something. I'll make, it, I'll make a good name for it. And, like, the, Cauca- the Caucasian segment. And I'll play uh, you some white music and make you, like – and educate you. Okay. I'll play you – I'll play, tell you what, I'll play you rock music that so is like sampled five, in hip-hop. Okay, okay. And make okay. you name we'll do the hip-hop that. song. Because only, like, ten white rappers ever. Yeah. So we're running like three good ones. <laughs> it'd be it'd be a short. Who, who the all right, real quick? Your best three. Your fa- three favorite white. Does does, does Everlast count? Because yo, he Everlast was, counts. Why wouldn't he? Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, man, who's House the guy? of Pain. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, who's, he counts. I forgot the other dude, man. It used to be, uh, uh, Eminem. The, from, from, no, Eminem. no, no. I ain't talking about Eminem. I'm talking about the dude with the with the with the big uh, beard. You know what I'm saying? He was from L.A. He was at the group. Ah oh, man, I can't beard? think of his name right now. He's the red beard. He had the red beard. White guy? Yes. Uh, you could say MC Search. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. MC Search was cool. He went, he went. He went. MC Search went on to be a great, um, a great producer too. Yes. Yes. And lab, label rep too. Tr- tremendous music guy. Tremendous and a great storyteller. Of course, the Beastie Boys. There's three there. Oh yeah, you could name any one of them. Obviously. Um, 
and our show's over with after that. It's just like, okay. No. Well, does logic can, can, count? Can, can, logic can, is half yeah. and half. Can logic yeah, yeah. count? Of course, of course. He can, He's he half can and choose, half, but he, he kind of looks like – he looks like um, – what's his name? He, he looks he like wants. the Miami Dolphins coach. Okay, yeah, McDonald. He can choose, what, he can choose whatever <laughs> he wants, like whatever's convenient for him at the time. Mac Miller? Everybody yeah, loves Mac Yeah, yeah, Mac Miller. Bubba Sparks. Wow. <laughs> oh, you, you forgot we're about reaching. Bubba Sparks? No, I'm saying we're reaching out. We're, <laughs> we're reaching to the depths Pitbull. Well, <laughs> just because he's, <laughs> he's Spanish. Pitbull, just throw a ball in there. What, what about Snow in Fama? Uh-huh. John B. <laughs> he had that one song. John B., even though he was singing, he was You're right. Singing. You're right. This segment has to be a short one if we're going to play that game. <laughs> it'd, be a, it'd, be, it'd be a half a, half a, half a segment. <laughs> It's really difficult to find. Kid, Kid Rock was a rapper before nah, he reached over there. No, he was no, he was a straight up rapper with a high top fade before he went over. Then we got yeah. Vanilla Ice. Ding, ding, now, ding, 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 I guess ding, Vanilla Ice has to be considered a rapper. Ding 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 ding. Drum everything and listen. Ice is back with a grand new adventure. See how come? Let's get to the calls. The calls. Okay, okay. We know words to songs, but we should not know the words to songs too. Like you see how that song is embedded in your head. Yeah, it was because we heard it on Ninja Turtles and stuff. He went super commercial, B. <laughs> now he is. can fix your house. Now he can come re, re- now hey, you ever see You ever see the stuff he does? He does home yeah. renovations now. Yeah, he used, to do pool, he used to do pools and stuff like that, too. He right. got his, the ice, ice uh, uh, <laughs> landscape. All, all of a sudden, he's like in a front loader. I'm like, what? What's he like, hold doing? up, man. Looking like a rocker now, too. <laughs> That's usually what happens to us. He got tired of getting his ass kicked. Yeah. The rat world, once y'all kick us out, like, once y'all kick us out, that's what we do. We just grow the hair out and just go forget it. <laughs> no, yo, that, yo, that's what forget Kid Rock that. did. Remember, Kid Rock's from Detroit. He used to I have know. a high top fade, yes. and then that didn't work out, so he no. just switched his game over and became mm-hmm. like whatever he is. And he made rock. a love song with Sheryl Crow, and then the rest, and he just went crazy. Absolutely. You know. Let's get back to the callers, man. Let's do that. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. What's the number? Sw- I, uh, What's the number? Can you say? Because I was swagger jack. Do you do you remember the number? Three seven seven six. What? No, no, no. The whole number, please. Oh, it's probably a nine one nine in there. Probably. It's not. not no, it's not nine one nine. Well, it's three seven seven. If I gave you eight hundred, could you do the rest? Eight hundred yeah. three seven seven six. Oh boy, that's not it either. No, that's the that's the beginning and the hey, end. Listen, everybody, y'all figure out the middle. <clears throat> Want a reason to escape to Florida this winter? I, know I said nine one nine. Our friends at Gosling's Rum are the official rum of the Honda Classic PGA Tournament, and they're giving away an amazing golf experience to one lucky winner. Go to goslingsgiveaway.com to learn more. Contest is open to U.S. residents twenty one and over. No purchase is necessary. Void where prohibited. For official rules, visit goslingsgiveaway.com. Come. Didn't I say nine one nine? Do I have to throw the challenge flag? I don't know. Yes, I think you have to throw the challenge said flag. Yes, Jacob, I said Jacob nine. Says I you said, did. I said nine one nine three seven seven six, and you you said, do I need to add the eight hundred? The eight hundred is assumed. <laughs> That's had, assumed. You had all the numbers. There's just like you know an order. Uh, yeah, it's things. important. That we, you just went nine one nine, right? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> No, we already <laughs> assumed that it's the one eight hundred. You don't assume eight hundred because the other place we were eight at eight. Man, listen, they know us. Who they know us? What it's know us one one eight was one eight hundred. Who's they? We're still getting tweets about New York. Where are you guys? I don't New hear York. You I said I say that I said New York knows where we at. Do they? Eight hundred nine one. They better matter of fact, call in New York if you know where we at. Let's go Let's to the see. peoples. No, no, you want to hold off on the peoples and save all these callers for the power hour. No, no, Let's yeah, save I think, it for no, that. no. We go callers with the power out for sure on this Jets thing because I need to know how many Jets fans would make the trade. 
Like, would you? Like, Mike T, Bart, they're starting to push this narrative that I think needs to be choked out quick. And that is that if Justin Fields would be available, that you'd be willing to give up your first-round pick this year and a third or a fourth, one or the other, for him. And explain to the people what I said. Didn't I say because it resets the clock? And they wouldn't have to pay him for another five years, and they get no. another first round draft pick. No, it's not. What they'll you be said. able to base it. That's exactly what I said yesterday. No, and Mike Tannenbaum, who <laughs> listens to the show, said exactly the same damn thing he I really said. He really did. He really did. Oh wait. So, by the way, when you were referencing a rapper from before, were you talking about Fred Durst? Were you talking about Limp Biscuit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Green. No, Everlast. Everlast too, though. No, Everlast is a legit rapper. Yeah, yeah. Like I think he is. And then when he went solo, he did sort of like this kind of like bluesy rap, like which yeah, 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 was yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, that was like contemporary rap. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's a such it's category. Bluesy. He had a little guitar yeah, to it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But he's just been a group. You know, I like him because he was in the movies too. He did a couple movies, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I like him from. Yeah, no, no, I, I always thought he was really talented. And House of Pain was just like right on time too. They were just that, you know. Obnoxious. Yeah, what's the what's the dude that's from Cali? He was in a group and he's like, take go that, take take that. He talked like that. Huh? <laughs> what you mean, huh? Cypress Hill? Yes, yes, yes. See you speak fluent Bart, but you be acting like you don't, son. <laughs> you know how I'm talking. Hey, take that, take that, take that. He had that little weird voice and he was from Cali, you know what I'm yeah. saying? He had the little red beard. Yeah, but I thought he was I think he's mixed though. No, nah, no, nah, but still, he, he looked white. <laughs> You know who he looked like? He looked like like his. He Ooh, could be he the father. Like. He could be the father of D- Devin Jing Chingo. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Divincenzo, as in yeah, Dante. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. He looked like he could be his daddy. Ain't he? Is he his daddy? No, he's not his daddy. And um, are you sure? Does just he know who record, his daddy is? Uh, one of our pinhead suits is, is confirmed. Be real is Hispanic. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.